There's no problem too big or small, no issue too hot or cold, and no subject these gentlemen won't talk about. Let's head into the lab to see what they're working to figure out today. Welcome to Figure It Out. This is George Grombacher. This week, Centauri and I are excited to continue our partnership with Grand Canyon University, and we stopped by campus to interview three of the the student businesses who are competing in the Canyon Challenge, which is which is going on right now. It's a really, really cool competition with the top three teams who are selected, um, splitting up $10,000. So very cool. Mr. Tim Kelly, the, uh, the chair of entrepreneurship at the um, Grand Canyon University School of Business joined us and then the three student teams. So I think you're really going to enjoy it. This week's podcast is sponsored by PADT. PADT is proud to be celebrating their 25th anniversary this year, 25 years of being the Southwest premier provider of tools and services to mechanical engineers around the world. PADT is a strong advocate and supporter of Arizona's startup community. They're active participants in the Arizona Technology Council, the Arizona Commerce Authority's Venture Ready Program, and are active angel investors through ATI. They encourage others to join them in making Arizona a destination for technology startups focused on getting things done and disrupting a multitude of industries. We would like to bring special attention to PADT's 3D printing business. They resell Stratasys Systems, the world's leader in additive manufacturing solutions. They also offer 3D printing as a service, providing the widest breadth and depth of technologies in the region, including stereolithography, metal 3D printing, and carbon digital light synthesis for low-volume production of plastic parts. Visit www.padtinc.com to learn more about how they can help with all your physical product development needs. That's padtinc.com. All right, let's get into the show. Joining us now is Mr. Tim Kelly, a professor of entrepreneurship here at Grand Canyon University. He is the, the chair of the department and um, the faculty liaison for the Idea Club, helping to head up the Canyon Challenge. So I was hoping to just get just a quick blurb about what the Canyon Challenge is, sir. Oh, George and Centauri, it's always a pleasure to be with you guys here. Thank you so much for coming back to campus to promote entrepreneurship. Love it. So the Idea Club is our student club that promotes all things entrepreneurship across the university. And that culminates every year in what is our Canyon Challenge, business plan competition. Uh, This is the eighth year. We have awarded generally over $10,000 each year to three out of the five companies that are selected from all of the businesses that have come to pitch over the course of the year as the final competition round. So our judges include angel investor entrepreneurs. Uh, we've Jerry Colangelo is typically. We've had uh, Danny Valenzuela. We've had, um, boy, uh, we've got Mario Martinez as well. He'll be our judge this year. Greyhawk Capital's coming in. Nice. It's a way to have our Canyon Angel group kind of support our student entrepreneurs as well. So each week on a Friday at 11 o'clock, we have these things called Shark Tanks, and every candidate business has to get up and do a pitch. So all the finalists that you see have in one way or another already pitched to the community. Um, And we select the five, and 
up they go. So can you give us a little bit of uh, some highlights from past winners? Where are some of those ventures? So uh, perhaps one was a job-seeking platform called Joblet. Uh, they're now in their year three in operations. I think they've crossed over a million in revenue. They're now called Great Pros. Um, we've got another last year's winner was a bow tie maker. Uh, she is, has got a fascinating platform. Uh, has yet to scale, but continues to uh, pedal away. Uh, we've got uh, several others that had some interesting technology plays that have kind of fizzled and then rekindled in other forms. We'll see how they play out. And this is one of the first year where we're inviting alumni oh, wow. to come back and pitch. So one of our five finalists actually had pitched, I think, three or four years ago, uh, an interesting company about advertising platforms on the back of trucks, uh, digital uh, formats. And now he's completely pivoted into a different thing altogether, but now it's a travel-related app. Wow. Okay. Awesome. So when is when is the winner going to be announced? So we'll do it on the spot. The event will oh, begin wow. at 11 o'clock here in our lobby. This will be the first year we're doing it in the lobby of our brand new building here, our Colangelo College of Business lobby. And um, we'll have our four judges there. They'll evaluate each of the student pitches. And then the judges will convene in our little meeting room and come out and announce the winner. Wow. So That's exciting. Yeah, it's fun. They, the winner gets $5,000, second place $3,000, one after that $2,000. And it, they can do, hopefully they'll use the money to start their business or carry it to some new level, or they just go out and buy a car. <laughs> Fair enough. Both work. Yeah, both work. <laughs> you just never know. Excellent. Well, Tim Kelly, we, we appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Real pleasure. Well, let's get into it and get down to it. Welcome to Figure It Out. This is George Grombacher. Joining me, as always, is Centauri Miner. Hello, folks. Help us move from awareness to action. This week are some of the competitors in the Canyon Challenge at GCU. So we're excited to be joined right now by Mr. Andrew Flowers and Mr. Connor Keene. Welcome, guys. How's it going? Yes, Thanks for having thank us. You. It's thank going you. great. So you guys are the founders of Greater Media. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing. Yeah, so... Um, Greater Media, it's a digital marketing agency based here in Phoenix, and our goal is on two fronts. Number one, to help business owners leverage social media to create and, and you know scale their revenue through online proven digital marketing strategies, but also on the flip side, um, helping entrepreneurs become the greatest they can be by mentorships and by you know providing them with that knowledge. Because you see a lot of entrepreneurs, they're asked to build a house, but they don't have the tools. To build one. So you two are pretty young, uh, both freshmen in college, right? Yeah. So uh, when I was a freshman in college, I, so kudos to you because I was not doing anything like this. Um, but give us a little bit about what what led you to this place. Yeah. So um, at least for me personally, I grew up in uh, Bakersfield, California. It's a little town with about three hundred thousand people. Um, middle of the desert, you know. So it's a lot of farming, a lot of a lot of oil. Um, Parents grew up, uh, that's physical therapist, my mom's a, a principal, and I didn't really have the, the ability to meet a lot of business owners in town where I grew up, and it was always, you know, kind of brought up with the mentality of go to college, get a job, kind of, you know, the, the safe alternative to mm -hmm. starting business, and so um, I think it was about 2016, I took a graphic design course in high school, and I realized that it was something that I liked to do. 
Um, I've always had a passion for being a little more creative than than analytical. Um, and so <clears throat> on Instagram, I remember I was I was watching. You know, there's this guy. He does a lot with cars, and he's you know, his name is uh, Jeffrey, and he runs a, a YouTube channel called Jared Garage, and he he buys a lot of cars, and he I'm like always in, intrigued onto how does a 16 year old at the time own a you know three Porsches, a BMW, <laughs> and you know the whole the whole list um and so after kind of researching about what it is that he he did to be able to to own those cars um you know i connected with some of his his friends his network and through them and it's all over social media that's the kind of funny thing um just just by direct messaging people i was able to connect with um some individuals that are actually now out here in paradise valley uh they moved out here when i came to college but um connected with them you know, started to do an internship and then became a creative director of a marketing agency based out of Virginia, um, all without meeting the guy for about a year and a half. And then uh, met him down in L.A. His name is Kieran O'Brien. Um, and I met him at a car show. Kind of funny. Um, but then, you know, coming out here to college, uh, connected with them. And now I'm able to, you know, start my own company, connect with the professors here. And sky's the limit for me. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. What about you, Connor? Yeah, so uh, based out of Washington is where I grew up my whole life. Kind of same thing, small town, uh, nothing special. I always myself was really creative, had that entrepreneurial mindset. Again, different from my parents, so didn't really run in the family or anything. But uh, not the same exact story. Didn't really go out and meet people. Um, tried that, not a lot of luck there. So just kind of went out and worked and, and did that groundwork and taught myself as many skills as I could and, and just went out there, started businesses from a young age and and really enjoyed it, and then came out here to college, met him, met the great professors here at GCU, and a lot of great other students, and it's been it's been so fun. Awesome, nice. So, how do you think that the Idea Club has helped prepare you guys for the Canyon Challenge? Yeah, so Idea is actually kind of a funny story. So, came out here, um, I think it was like probably the second or third week <laughs> of school, you know, um, kind of wide-eyed about the whole college experience, you know, and and wanting to kind of do something because you know I see I've seen a lot of uh, individuals you know just kind of parting and you know all that kind of stuff uh, that was like Centauri <laughs> we were gonna say it but it was implied when I was <laughs> subliminal <laughs> but um, we uh, you know I, I saw a lot of them you know colleagues and, and peers of mine that are you know doing that living that kind of lifestyle not necessarily saying that that's bad but but you know I'd rather party on my yacht than party in a dingy house down the street. Yeah, that's, yeah. Good. There you <laughs> go. that's that's solid. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> found out uh, about the Idea Club meeting. Came uh, connected with Connor. Uh, yeah. Connected with a buddy of ours named Tyrese, and mm-hmm. and through that um, we were able to to kind of meet up often, brainstorm. <laughs> we just went from there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then you know. Uh, the second semester when Candy Challenge kind of picked up, started to connect with Connor Brinton, uh, Tim Kelly, David Soto, some of the other professors, and just really got that that, that next level insight from uh, successful entrepreneurs yeah. into you know what it takes to to outreach to clients, what does it take to give them that experience, what does it take to scale, you know things like that that you can't really learn in the classroom. It's not textbook knowledge. It's more of, you know, just out there doing it kind of you, you skills you pick up on the way. Exactly. So, um, through that, the idea club kind of facilitated connecting all the yeah. individuals. That's the biggest At the end thing. of the day, we wouldn't be here, but more for the idea club because that's where we met and we've met a lot of other great people in there. And so, yeah. Yeah. What's Definitely. been the most interesting nugget that's come out of idea club. So what is like, the 
most interesting or most important thing that you've learned? Um, I'd honestly say networking. Uh, That's the the biggest one. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) It was a buddy of mine, uh, Josh. He was saying, you know, it's not it's not about the the grades that you make. It's about the hands that you shake. So I believe in that 100. percent It's it's all about who you know. That's good. Excellent. Do you guys have a favorite entrepreneur or kind of a company leader? (laughs) Um, Tough question. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I couldn't think of just one off no, the top of my head. Yeah. I, I got a, a few of them. Um, I'd say the, at least the guy that I've been able to kind of spend the most time with, his name is Joshua Denny. Uh, super low-key entrepreneur. He's he's out in Paradise Valley, and I've had the privilege to, you know, um, not only have him as a mentor, but I have, have him as a friend. Uh, fantastic guy. Absolutely, honestly, and I, I've had the pleasure of meeting him multiple times too, and I'd, I'd probably say the same thing. Nicest guy you're ever going to meet. And just there to help anybody. It's great. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Got it. What about Gary V? Guys like that. Uh, yeah. Same yeah. Job. So okay. So yeah. So so I guess on the you know the really uh, high level, um, I'd say yeah, Gary V is is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a guy. His name is Cody Sperber. Oh, yeah. He's kind of a, you know real estate Big investor real estate guy. guy, and he's I've had the privilege of meeting him, and he's been fantastic. So you guys are how, how old? Nineteen years. Nineteen. So you guys are probably the first, well, probably our youngest guests, um, <laughs> but you guys are probably the first generation to have grown up with, the, like, you do not know life without Strictly the internet, technology. right? Strictly right? technology. So how has that informed your work in the digital marketing agency? You've, you've been bombarded with ads all your life. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. 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 I guess the funny thing is, um, especially with, with the businesses and the individuals that we uh, reach out to to help with their marketing, um, we can lend, I don't want to say expertise because it sounds like I have a big ego, but you know, we're raised with technology right. so much. And so our minds are geared in a way that we know how the consumer today is going to think. We know yeah. exactly how you would respond to this kind of ad because it's how we would respond to that kind right, of ad. Yeah, we offer the perspective of, of we just grew up in it. We've been immersed in it. That's all I know. Like you said, I, I don't know a world without technology and the internet. And so understanding the reactions people have to those ads and stuff through experience is, is very beneficial, I think. What gives you guys an edge in, it's not a non-crowded, it's not super crowded, I don't know. It's, a, it's certainly a busy marketplace. Mm-hmm. What makes you guys different? Yeah, so um, the number one thing that we always tell our clients is, you know, it's a face-to-face relationship. Because you see a lot of, not only digital marketing agencies, but companies in general that are started, you know, in this age, a lot of them like to distance themselves from from not only the customer but the owner from the business. So we see that specifically in the in the marketing niche, um, a lot of a lot of you know millennial and, and generations of entrepreneurs are starting these marketing agencies, but they're separating them their personal brand from their their company, and that's leaving an opportunity for us to come and say, hey, look, like we'll give you our personal phone number. You you can contact us day or night mm-hmm. because. You're not a number to us. It's a, it's a relationship. We understand that it's your business. It's your baby. Just like, you know, we want to help you kind of deal. Yeah. I agree with that. And yeah. client relations is, is the biggest thing that separates us from everybody else. Definitely. Excellent. So where can people learn more about Greater Media? Yeah, so they can check us out on Instagram at Greater Media. That's G-R-E-A-T-R because the regular word greater was taken. <laughs> but a Greater Media on Instagram or uh, www.greatermedia.com. Excellent. Anything else you guys want to add? Um, not really. Just kind of 
having a good time and, and yeah. stay focused on what you want to do because you never know who you're going to meet. <laughs> so that's I love a big it. thing. I love that. Yeah. Well, good luck to you guys. Appreciate Thank it. You so much. Yeah. All right. Welcome back. <laughs> Joining us now is Mr. Isaac Bills, the proprietor of Bills Bowls. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm eating right now. <laughs> Isaac is currently enjoying one of his bowls. Yep. He's eating his own bowls. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am every day. So, so Isaac, obviously your business is food related, but tell us, tell us about, tell us about Bill's bowls. Bill's bowls. Uh, it came around um, the last semester. No, I'm sorry, two two semesters ago when I was doing my regular batch cooking, and then some friends in the commuter lounge uh, were like, "Hey, I want some some of that." I don't have time to cook. I don't have money to eat. So I started making them for friends. And then I started telling my friends out in California about it. They were giving me advice. And they told me it has a lot of potential. So what did I do? I just cooked, cooked, <laughs> cooked, and brought all these bowls. And just I just see a lot of success in it. And I'm just going for it. Okay. Yeah. So you have a passion for cooking? You grew up cooking? Or uh, <laughs> you watched some internet videos? I, I, grew, I grew up cooking like uh, cheese crisps, uh, grilled cheese sandwich, <laughs> cereal, Mac and cheese. Yeah, that was my my big foundation of cooking growing up. And then out in California, when I lived there for a while, I had to cook for myself. And I didn't want to cook regular meals every single day, take up so much time. So week by week, I would cook myself bowls um, that last the whole week. That was when I started doing that when I was 18. That's when I was really fit, too. So I had the, the time and the energy to do that. And... Um, and then I, after that, I just kept doing it, and I got—I think I just became a pro. I call myself a bowl expert because of how much experience I have with that. Also, um, I had a lot of friends. I was a struggling actor, <laughs> struggling actor, and uh, being a struggling actor, you know, struggling people. And I had people that were down on their luck a lot, who didn't have money, who didn't have much going on to where they could think about their own health. So what I did is I just bought more of the same stuff I was buying. And just made it for them. And um, made a lot of people happy, did a lot of favors in that way. And also, you know, they helped me out too. So how does the model work? Is it, uh, can I buy 10 bowls individually? Like what, what's the pricing? How does, how does it all work? Oh, okay. Well, it goes uh, in from singles to fives. Okay. I don't really go any uh, more, more past fives right now because you can't really keep food, cooked food for more than five days. Um, I, I do have my food uh, food handler's card. I was a chef at a, a CPK, at a comedy club. And so I learned all that stuff there. And yeah, I don't go past five. And people can buy either uh, $5 a bowl, 16-ounce bowl, or 20 for five. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's a simple down-to-the-point one that I have right now, but I haven't really quite ranged the pricing as far as different sizes, different ingredients, all that kind of stuff. But it's it'll be pretty simple hmm. in that same range. Yeah. Very like cool. that? That's yeah. really good. Yeah, you're shaking your heads in acceptance. And that is good. That you're is you're good. shaking your heads. That is right a now. reasonable like, hmm, price. Yes, I would. I would definitely try this. <laughs> I would definitely do this. I give you one for free, man. I've been handing them out left and right. It's called marketing. Yes, it's called marketing. Bills balls. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So has it been what you expected? Has it been easier, harder? Oh no, yeah, it's a roller coaster. It changes every day. It's changing, changing, changing. But it's good stuff. It's a lot of fun. I what think. do you mean it's changing every day? Well, the it's it. I have these ideas that I think are successful. And then when I think about another idea, I think that one's successful. So I forget the other idea. Mm. And um, You should get a journal. <laughs> I try. I do journal. I try. You know, I, I, I flip back one page of my journal. It's like three months ago. <laughs> and so I try, but I need to get better at that for sure. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's about it. Got it. So it was sort of 
out of necessity. Like, mm -hmm. I think the meal prep would probably be good for me. Mm -hmm. And then there was a need of your friends and people you knew. Wanted to eat healthy. They didn't have any money. They didn't have the means. Yeah. And now you have tons of people you're making them for, mm -hmm. lots of new ideas. How has the Idea Club helped you to sort of mold and shape everything and get ready for the Canyon Challenge? Well, it's just exciting. You know, you know, when you're part of a school that has a program like that, club like that, and guys like this guy right here, Andrew, uh, who's helping out in the club, it's just exciting. And so and without GCU or the Idea Club, I don't think I'd be that motivated. People think it's pretty ironic. I tell them I'm an entrepreneur student at a college because <laughs> most entrepreneurs say, you don't need college. And that's true. I, I do believe that um, people have become entrepreneurs, obviously, for, on their own free will, but not me. I, <laughs> I, I think with, without this stuff, I, I'd be sort of still lost. So it provides structure. Yeah, structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And um, yeah, it's, it's also teaching me a ton, you know. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we have entrepreneurships, uh, entrepreneurs as professors here. And so they're a really cool uh, resource. And yeah, so it just uh, I learn a lot from it and it just gets me excited to motivate me. To go farther into this. How many customers do you have? Um, well, as far as paying users, I have a. I counted a hundred. Is it a subs like a subscription-based model? Nah, yeah, no, okay. we don't. We don't have too much of a model right now because you know I just <laughs> you just do it. I'm just like under the table kind of right now, <laughs> paying just cash, just cash, <laughs> just please. <laughs> and so, uh, as far as paying customers with cash, um, over. 100, around 100, nice. and, um, but as far as people have just given it to and they've said and gotten positive feedback, more than that, around, I don't know, a lot. <laughs> because I've also outsourced to other places, like my church, um, my small group, and my family, my friends outside of college. Yeah, they're all supporting me. Yeah, I imagine that all those would be great, I don't want to call them delivery mechanisms, but great organizations through which you can find new clients. Mm -hmm. So I think that, that makes a lot of sense. All right, mm -hmm. so... So when you win the Canyon Challenge, mm -hmm. <laughs> win. what's what's going to happen over the next couple of years? Oh, man. I wish Dr. Uh, Strange was here. He'd tell me. Look into the future. Just kidding. Uh, I don't know. Um, that, the goal with money, the money I would use for investors in the year, near future would be branding, packaging, and just research. Because mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I don't have what I need yet to like start launching this thing, you know? Um, I believe when I do... In, in a way, I'll be prepared and I'll have enough to show people that this is really something different. Even though there, there are a lot of competitors, I'm not going to lie, there are, but this is different. And there's going to be a lot of people hopping on it, and I'm just not ready for that yet. So just those th uh, three things, branding, uh, packaging, and uh, research. Nice. So you say it's different. What is it that's different? Well, you, you know, all these other companies, they're prep food. You know, you get them in a box, you heat them up, TV dinners, all that kind of stuff. Uh, some of them, you know, TV dinners aren't really for health. They're for cheapness. And then other meal preps are for health, not cheapness, you know. Um, and hmm. Did I just say the same thing? No. Okay. Right. okay. <laughs> They're both the same. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I can see this becoming more of a franchise than um, just a delivery system. This is uh, something that kind of does relate to other companies as well besides those kind of prep cook companies like Domino's. Like Domino's is franchise and they have kitchens and they just you know have a front desk right there and you just go, go there or get it delivered and it's customizable. Um, but the big difference, I know all that kind of sounds like jibber jabber, but I mean it is pretty cool. And the big difference is that this is going to be a strategic way that people can input their contributions to the community. 
there's a percentage of bowls, percentage of the profits from each bowl that go into a pool that go, that build up to a, an event that can serve that community mm-hmm. of that say rest, that that kitchen, the the where that franchise is located. Um, and, and if it's not a franchise, then it would just be all over the country, all over the country. See what else we could do out, you know, mission mission work. But um, each pool would go towards an event, say like going to the boys and girls club and having throwing a party for the kids and feeding them and teaching them about food. Then the next event would be for feeding the homeless. But each each one would go towards something else in that community, so that when people buy from a, a kitchen from us, that we would put each a percentage of each bowl into a pool, and then just put that pool into a, something beneficial, uh, and then obviously record it, make it, have a YouTube channel so people can stay connected uh, in that community and benefit that way rather than just eating the product. Wow! So there's some social impact in there. That's great. Yeah, That's I want. Wonderful. There's a very really there's a huge lack of social. Uh, connection with when it comes to food you know i mean there's all, all all these fun marketing campaigns that go on with like mcdonald's and all that yeah but there's not really a group of people that can come together on the internet for a purpose which is to laugh and learn and love oh wow that, that's a quote isn't it you put that on your wall laugh love learn oh no not learn mostly 20 year old girls <laughs> i'm gonna make that one now so that they can buy that <laughs> stick that on their kitchen wall <laughs> oh i think that's great yeah, I think I, I think I just read some statistic that I think it was the UK. Like seventy five percent of the food that's consumed is all processed. Yeah. Ugh. So yeah. bringing healthy food to people, and I think that we could all benefit from a little bit more community, and mm-hmm. and who would not want to be eating from a delicious Bill's bowl right mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody wishes they were me around now. Excellent. <laughs> well, Isaac, uh, we, we we definitely appreciate your time, and uh, wish you luck in the competition. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right, so we are back with Malik Rivers. He is the proprietor of Travo. Excited to be talking to you. Yeah, great to be here. So what is Travo? Travo was um, really thinking about, uh, as a millennial myself, I I care deeply about traveling. I love traveling the world. Uh, I would say probably my two favorite places that I've gone is uh, Jamaica and Alaska, actually. It's really beautiful up there. Uh, Not too many people have that opportunity to travel. But, uh, you know, just like me, so many other people care deeply about traveling and traveling in groups, traveling with the people you care about and the people that you love. But when it really comes down to it, if you want to have a great experience traveling, it takes a lot of careful planning. And achieving that, that planning, being able to coordinate all the many different things, flights, hotels, what are you going to do when you're there? Where are you going to eat? Yeah. How do you get from your house to the airport? Like just these little things. Hmm. They become really, really challenging to juggle all these things, especially when you're traveling with groups. Uh, I realized that there's an opportunity. There's a, there's a big white space in the market right now. Uh, these great platforms exist to help you book uh, an Airbnb or book uh, a rental car. Bringing it all together is, is a huge challenge. So travel exists to essentially modernize travel planning, really the mission is to help people achieve those great experiences. Nice. I love it. 
So it was born out of your love of traveling and you realizing that, okay. Absolutely. So I I could figure out how to get a flight there. I can even get a cheap place to stay, but there's all these steps along the way. Exactly. And the little things, logistics of it. Exactly. Just simple things like how do I get to the airport and make sure that I I can get around. All right. So how does it actually work? Yeah, it's a mobile app um, that essentially consolidates the world of travel booking into one place. It's... um, We've got a smart assistant that's able to suggest and say, hey, um, here's a great coffee shop. We know you like coffee shops. We can make this personalized to you. So when you're going to New Zealand, you're going to find some get suggested coffee shops that because you like coffee shops um, to really create that, uh, that, uh, that audience of one um, experience, the white glove service that you get when you work with a travel agent or or uh, you know, a concierge, but being able to do it at scale and uh, really offer a level of personalization that even concierge really can't can't do um, because they don't have all that data. So you know, the other big big portion of it is the group planning aspect. How do we create a system, essentially a productivity tool? So if you work in technology, we use all these different productivity tools to to align ourselves with others and to understand each other and to communicate. Um, but in travel. That doesn't exist. So we're looking to bring this to to the world um, as, a, as a way to really keep track of all that and plan with your group and being able to communicate back and forth. Hey, I like this Airbnb. Or hey, this uh, this tour looks really cool. Some people might not be as interested or might might want to do something else. Or cost is a, is a, is a factor. And being able to find something that everyone can agree on, reach consensus and agreement on what everyone wants to do. So how much traction have you gotten off of this so far? Sure. So this is still very much idea phase. Um, however, we've made some some pretty cool traction. Um, I was listening to a podcast uh, with the the chairman of DocuSign, uh, Keith Kroc, and one of his last companies that he was involved in, he formed this user advisory council. So taking people that were the target market and bringing them into the company. And really allowing them to help shape and form what this mission is and how to actually achieve that. So one of the first things that I I realized, I said, hey, we can do that for travel. So many of us love to travel. So many of us can get passionate. When you say travel, most people in the room, they they, they light up. They get excited because they're thinking about what they can do or what they want to do. And if we can bring together people, bring together a community of people that love to travel, and especially as millennials and modern travelers, we expect a lot from our tools. So by being able to form that group, uh, you know, now we have a diverse group of about 15 individuals um, that are anywhere from 18 to 34 that work in different industries. Some are, you know, directors of marketing companies. Some are Facebook influencers or Instagram influencers. Some are, um, you know, just uh, the common the common person or college students and whatnot. Um, so formulating that has helped us really get a, a strong base and uh, have a, uh, a mode of communication that we can really shape this into something. Um, so a lot of wireframing right now and understanding what, what works best. Should, should we book the flight first or do you want to uh, you know, find the hotels? Yeah. So being able to really understand that and uh, you know, model everything out and start testing designs because we know that user interface is a lot of times more important the experience you have with an app is even more important than 
all the features because if you can't use the features it doesn't do you any good so um, that's really where we're at we see uh canyon challenge as being an opportunity to to further uh, refine mm. uh, and get some additional funding to actually build out the mvp um, to actually send people on trips what do you think is going to be the biggest um challenge or obstacle obstacle to get this to market to market um i think the biggest challenge um is being able to coordinate all of the different vendors, all the different um, service providers. Um, currently, there's a lot of uh, most of the integrations that we're looking to have. Uh, we've we've been able to achieve those integrations ahead of ahead of time um, through travel agency networks as well as affiliate programs. So being able to bring those in, um, but in the in the long term, it's definitely identifying how do we get deeper integrations. How do we get direct partnerships with um, some of these travel companies so we can actually integrate um, natively that entire process, the entire booking process within the app to make it uh, just function a little bit better for, for our users. Got it. And how did you learn about all this tech? I mean, it's got to be a lot. Yeah, so I graduated in 2016 uh, from GCU, and I've been uh, really interested in technology. Uh, my degree was in entrepreneurial studies. And I recently have come back to uh, begin my master's degree. Uh, so I'm currently a student today um, and working towards that MBA. I plan to graduate in uh, 2020. But uh, the Idea Club and the Canyon Challenge, I think that's a really cool opportunity for us to, to actually test out ideas and bring things to market at a small scale. Something that's, that's a concept that's scalable, but something that we can actually do at a smaller scale that we can um, get that feedback and we can get that, that, uh, that coaching and that uh, you know, consulting from some of the leaders and even some of the other students, bouncing ideas off of other students and being able to to contribute ideas, um, and that's that's where we're at. Any coaching or um, any nuggets that really stood out to you? Like, what's helped you the most thus far? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the professor Tim Kelly and uh, Paul Waterman and John Rubelid are definitely very uh, some some great people to have um, you know access to. Just those those times where we're able to sit down in the office and and talk about some ideas and then being able to give us feedback and uh, and it's it's free it doesn't cost anything to be able to go to industry experts people that are experts in project management and and have experience in tech oftentimes you have to pay a lot of money to get consulting like that um, but they just have a huge hearts for helping students and helping students reach understanding and and uh, create opportunity uh and not just in arizona but but here on campus and i think that's really special yeah sounds like a got a great community and the idea club is an awesome organization just for ideas and for friendship and also a little bit of account a little bit of accountability too absolutely so appreciate that well good luck to you isaac um any other thoughts um i think that's isaac i i, I called you isaac sorry <laughs> malik yeah you're like who is isaac yeah, I'm really excited to uh, to be able to have the opportunity to pitch at the Canyon Challenge and excited to see uh, some of the other competitions, some of the other people that are, I mean, not not competition really, but um, you know, people that are that are going down this journey of, of building great technology and uh, changing the world in, in our own fields, in our own areas, in, in our own different ways. So I'm excited for the opportunity um, and you know, really looking forward to being able to get the app in the hands of users and testing it and... Uh, you know, if, if you're <laughs> later on down the line, um, 
uh, we ought to, you know, I'd like to see us being able to use this with other students on campus um, to, to plan spring break or, you know, summer vacations, things idea. like that. So, nice. I love it. Yeah. Is there a place where people can learn more about it? Yes. Um, www.gotravo.com. That's G-O-T-R-V-O.com. Excellent. Well, good luck. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. All right. Thanks a lot. On behalf of Centauri NI, thanks as always for listening. Please subscribe to the show, leave us a review, and feel free to share the show on social media. Thanks a lot.